it's not easy, but it gets better. Um, your journey is not never going to be what you expect, but that's okay. And your willingness to embrace that journey with whatever it life hits you with, um, speaks volumes about you as a person and what you're capable of. And when you listen to that, it, whether you call it intuition or, or guidance from somewhere else, um, whatever you, we, we would refer to it as, um, I think you will surprise yourself. So life is going to throw stuff at you that maybe you're not expecting. Maybe you don't think you're ready for. It's not linear. Um, but you can find it within yourself to make a change. Welcome back to the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. I am joined by one of our amazing members, Erin Kravansky. Hi, Erin. Hello, Can you Matt. say hi to everyone and then introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. Hi, members and non-members. Um, my name's Erin. I've been a member here at BOB for almost a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. uh, crazy. I joined, I guess, ju end of July 2020. Um, I don't know. I live in Kennett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Local. have known the Aprils for a bit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what else you want to know. It's a cool story, but like we, you knew, like you knew Nick, yep. right? So you knew Nick because you guys, we all went to the same high school, but at different times in our like years. Um, but it's cool how the stories, like how our universe is kind of overlapped and reconnected after, after the decades, after seriously, decades, it's been decades, literally. And, uh, so what I want to do with people is first of all, let's get a little teaser going. Um, Let's talk, let me just do a short little teaser here. Okay. So we just found out how much in, and it's been less than that year and a half that it actually happened. It's been okay. a year and a half of getting it done and then maintaining it for months. Mm -hmm. So in a year, in one year's time, you lost how much body fat? Like over 15 pounds. Over 15 pounds of body fat. Yeah. And the craziest part is that Weight loss and fat loss wasn't necessarily the primary goal for you. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about your goal. I want to hear your goals. Yeah. But having focused more on your eating habits, because you already have a, you have a specific eating style that you have, and we'll talk about that too. But changing up your eating habits and the portions and being more mindful about them and balancing them out the way we worked on it together yep. brought on such amazing progress that you earned and you achieved yourself. So, oh, so this woman <laughs> lost over 15 pounds of body fat. Which you look at her and be like, what? Where does it even come from? But like everyone's got it and we all know that it's important to have, but sometimes we have a little more than we want to have, a little more than we need to have. So mm -hmm. you did it and that's incredible and your journey is super special and that's why I'm so excited for you to be here and tell us about it. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start way back before we like met in the professional sense. Let's talk about Aaron. So who was Aaron? Uh, let's just say like, what was it? Maybe college, maybe after college. What was life like around that time for you before coming here? Okay. Um, well, I will say I grew up as an athlete, a uh, multi-season athlete all through like middle school, high school. Um, I played sports year round and I loved it. I loved being a part of a team. Um, it, I don't think I realized it until 
I was much older that that was actually something very important to me. What sports do you play? Uh, I played volleyball in the fall. I swam in the winter, and then I played lacrosse in the spring. Nice. So you were all the way through. All the way through. All, all seasons. All the things. Um, yeah, and then like, you know, kind of stuck with volleyball a little bit more, and then um, college. College, we didn't uh, play for D1 school, so um, fitness got a little harder. Where did you go to school? Penn State. Penn State? Yep. What campus? Maine. Maine campus. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, lots of people doing lots of things. Um, sometimes hard to find your way, though. And I think once I was out on my own, you know, as much as you are as a freshman in college, um, finding a way to move my body in a mindful manner became a lot harder because I didn't have a coach who was telling me what to do. And I realized quickly that um, I needed some sort of guidance. So I started taking classes uh, just at the, like the local, the rec center at school. Um, that's actually kind of like the second time I was introduced to yoga. I had been introduced to it previously um, once at like the YMCA. And I started taking some yoga classes with like whatever local instructor and I started connecting to it a little bit more and that's kind of where my passion has led me to and we can talk about that later oh we're totally going to talk about that we're totally going to talk about that so so a freshman in college uh didn't have a coach anymore to talk to you and tell you uh what to do and why you should be training and holding you accountable exactly and so you're out on your own you need to rediscover yourself and find Mm -hmm. out where you want to go with your fitness and with your health and so you found yoga I've started find yeah, found yoga like sophomore year, I think. Um, and I was doing other things too. Like I obviously, um, if for those who have been to, uh, university park, it's pretty big campus. So lots of walking, but it didn't really seem to be cutting it. Um, with the amount of like sitting and computer work that you have to do. Um, so I joined the gym also. So I was taking class, like little fitness classes here and there, but nothing regular, nothing programmed all on my own. Um, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> for lack of a better explanation. That's everybody though. That, that's like a majority of people. Well, yeah. When you start out, you're, you have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on. You don't, you're like, Oh, I just lift a bunch of dumbbells and something <laughs> right. should happen. A lot of this. I do a lot of that too. I do a lot of that too. <laughs> um, eventually like I kind of linked up with a friend and we started like doing a program together and it was fine. But like at the same time, neither of us knew enough to guide one another. We just kind of showed up at the same time and did the same things and said, Oh, what weight are you using? Oh, okay. I'll use the same weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so kind of with the yoga, kind of little bit of lifting there, but then post-college you get thrown into the real world and you're like, can I curse like a little bit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, with well, no, cute PG. Oh, PG. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't oh, know what going to do. forward. Going forward. It's okay. I don't know what to do. And, um, yeah, I, things got kind of crazy cause I had a job lined up and that didn't work out so well. So then I was like, okay, now what was it? What was the, so what did you major in? Oh, give uh, us a walkthrough of like, what, what's your degree? I, what did you focus on? What was your experience like? All this stuff. Okay. Um, I was an international politics major, which is a fancy way to say political science. Um, okay. but I, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I'm going to just like throw myself under the bus here. I didn't know that that's what that stood for. I, I, it's fancy. Yeah. It's just like. U.S. political science versus everybody, but I didn't have like a, a strong pull one way or the other. I didn't speak another language. So like, I just was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started working for this kind of grassroots organization out of Philly and it was not the best. I don't want to go into that, but I was just, <laughs> okay. it was, it was, it was. Well, why was want to go into it? 
Because I quit six days in. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what made you decide to quit six days in? Because I was working 12-hour days for six days straight. You were working 12-hour days for six days straight. Yeah. Oh, man. I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah, Except I, I chose to do this. I, I chose this path, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, $24,000 salary and uh, six-figured student debt. Mm. It didn't add up. doesn't add up. Nope. So we... we went back to bartending and waitressing for like a couple months and I ended up getting a second, uh, another job that took me to Atlanta. Um, and that's where I was for about 2017 to 2019. Wow. And there I was working as a corporate immigration paralegal, uh, which just means that I helped, um, employers bring employees over to the U S to work temporarily on work visas. But it was a lot of paperwork and a lot of, um, it was an interesting time to be a part of that world for sure. But it was a lot of long hours. It was a lot of, um, high stress people's lives are on the line and you know, they want answers and I don't have them. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of computer work again, a lot of sitting. Um, and I reconnected to yoga there cause I realized I was working like nine, 10 hour days for parts of the year. And I needed something that was not me at a desk sitting and staring at a screen. Um, so I found a local yoga studio and kind of reconnected, you know, I, there's this thread I've noticed, you know, when I describe my fitness journey and I keep coming back to, to the practice of yoga and in Atlanta, I really connected to it. Um, I had some great teachers and I learned a lot. It was my, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, my team knew that I was leaving at six o'clock, no matter what, like, I don't care if something's on fire, like I'm leaving because Aaron needs to go to yoga. And so okay. it became like, you know, kind of a, my thing. Um, and I connected a lot more deeply to the practice and I learned obviously like a lot. And then it was time for me to leave that job. To leave the job in Atlanta. Leave the job in as Atlanta. As a paralegal. As a paralegal. Okay. And I got a job back up here in PA where I'm from. Um, Wait, hold on. Oh, sorry. Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you here. Uh, There's a lot. I know that there was a time in this journey, maybe you're getting to it, oh. that you went... We're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. Yeah. Okay, good, okay yep. good, 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 good. Um, I think it's a really cool part of the story that... Well, it, it all kind of happened at once. Okay. So I decided to leave my job at the beginning of like 2019. Oh, sorry. I decided to leave my job at the beginning of 2019 <laughs> um, because it was just... I was exhausted. Absolutely just drained. And I was you know far away from friends and family. And like I, I love that city. I would move back in a heartbeat, but it was really hard. Um, I think the combination of the stress of the job, the stress of being away, um, not being a part of things like, you know, my sister graduating and like my brother graduating and things that I wanted to be around for and my friends and starting families. Um, so I hadn't planned to move back to Pennsylvania, but it worked out that I got a job in Kennett Square. Um, so that fell into place and I was like, okay, beginning of April, I know I'm leaving, turned in my resignation and then was like, you know what? I want to do my yoga teacher training. And so I connected with my teacher in Atlanta and was like, Hey, who did you do your teacher training through? This is, um, I don't know how much you want to know about it, but like everything. Okay. Everything. So basically like a lot of fitness modalities, there's a certain certification level that, um, a lot of teachers will pursue. You don't obviously have to pursue it in order to be a yoga instructor, but, um, there are certain criteria in order to teach at certain places you need, uh, the basics are 200 hours worth of, um, hands-on teaching essentially and, and training. So that's the minimum. And usually people will do it over the course of like 
uh, like three to four months on the weekends. You take every Saturday and Sunday, you do eight hours, you know, every weekend, um, each day, every weekend. And then eventually you get your 200 hours. There's some sort of like practicum that is involved of like actually teaching classes and working within the community. Um, but I was moving across the country, had to find a new place to live, starting a new job and was like, screw it. I'm going to go to India. Mm-hmm. And so I got on a plane the beginning of the end of April, flew to India, started my teacher training at the beginning of May, was there for the entire month of May. Um, so I did all 200 hours in, in one month and then came back to the States, started my new job June 10th. Wow. So that was... That's incredible. Because like crazy. you said, like there crazy. are so many different fitness modalities and so many different certifications that you can go through and so many different levels of certifications that you can get and requirements and whatnot for those things. But the fact that you took yoga and instead of going the normal route, you went above and beyond and went all the way to, I think, I mean, give me, I don't know, maybe I'm making myself look like an idiot here, but I don't know. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think I feel like yoga probably originated in like it did over over that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you went to like where it originated to learn from the best people. That was that was my plan. I I figured, and not to disparage anyone who does it this way, it just it happened to work out for me that I was able to to take the month and do it. Um, I I realized that I wanted that for me. I didn't intend to teach. Like I never wanted to be a teacher. I never wanted to be an instructor. Um, I wanted to learn more and deepen my own practice and connect a little bit more deeply to the roots of, of the system and of, of the practice itself and learn the history, learn the, you know, the theology, everything behind it. There's so much that goes into it. And I figured why not go to the source? And so I did and learning first from someone who has been practicing his entire life. He's spent time with monks in the Himalayas, like very, very, um, impressive man. And I, I learned way more than I could ever like put into words and I am still learning. I think it's just little like text he sends me is like, I'm like, Oh, I never oh. thought about that. You know? So you still stay in touch with your instructor? We do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, not as much as we used to, but yeah, definitely. Uh, That's really cool. It's a, it's a good relationship and I definitely would go back just probably not in summer. Yeah. <laughs> just very hot. A little hot there. <laughs> Super hot. Yeah. Oh man. That's so yeah. cool. So for you now, uh, so that the, the journey brought us all the way to India coming back and starting your job in June. So mm-hmm. Give me the idea then of what happened between then and coming here to us. What's your journey been like there? Well, so I guess we're at about a year out from me joining Bent on Better and I started my new job and I was, even though I was busy in Atlanta, I was, I didn't have a car. So I was walking everywhere. I literally carried my groceries home from Kroger. Like I did a lot of movement while not exercise movement. Um, and I was and I was practicing yoga four times a week, hot classes, like 97 degrees, ridiculous nonsense. Not sure if I'd always recommend that, but mm. it's what I did. And that's what I knew. Um, I came back and was sitting at a desk again and was driving to work and commuting and um, immediately noticed my life shifting, um, my body shifting, my strength changing. Um, and then actually, I guess around the end of the summer, 2019, I started noticing like shoulder issues in my left shoulder. Um, and I've always been a little lopsided. My left side's always been kind of my weaker side and I've known that, but it got to the point where I, I like got myself into physical therapy because I was having so much, um, pain and it radiating down my arm into my back into my neck. Like it was, it was not good. It was not pleasant. So I was in physical therapy for about two months 
Um, and it was funny at some point during this time, Nick and I had like connected and he was like, Oh, try this. And I was like, Oh, my PT said that. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's a smart dude. He is. He is. He's super smart. smart. He he knows his stuff. So, um, we, I, I went through physical therapy and then I, as the time went by and I took a break from my practice, my physical yoga practice for like three or four months because I just, it hurt to do anything. And I was focusing on trying to heal. Um, and I've had plenty of sports injuries, but I also know that I'm getting older and like, you know, that I want to take care of my body. So I was like, okay, let's just take a break. Um, but I was noticing all kinds of imbalance and I really, I really noticed that my, practice, my physical movement practice had been primarily, and, and yoga is, while we like to think of it as a, a full body movement, it's not like there's no pulling. And so all of the pulling muscles that you use, like I wasn't, I didn't use any for like three years. And so I attribute a lot of it, not necessarily like the practice of yoga injured me, not that at all, but I wasn't compensating. I wasn't balancing my body enough with alternative movements, um, to get myself into a place where I was like, able to carry myself through the day. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And I like that you put it that way for, because it's important for people who are listening, right? Yeah. There are going to be people who watch and listen to this, uh, members and non-members who hear this story and knowing how powerful yoga is and how powerful it can be for your body. Mm-hmm. It is movement based. It is balance based. It is stability. It is flexibility. It's all these great things, but it does lack in a few different areas. It does. Yeah. Right. Where, which is what I think where we're going is, which is wonderful. Like introducing another routine into that will help improve everything, right? Not just one thing being the answer. It's one thing with something else. Yep. There always has to be a balance. There's a yin and a yang to everything, right? You are reading my mind, yes. Right, so exactly. keep going. This is great. Yeah, um, so PT, we did that. And then I kind of, I realized I had to do something else, but I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure what. So I think I joined the Y for a couple months. And then COVID. Mm-hmm. And then everything closes Mm -hmm. and then I can't go to the Y anymore. Mm -hmm. I have no weights in my one 400 square foot, one bedroom apartment. (laughs) I am like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I do? Um, and lo and behold, I obviously social media is a blessing and a curse, I will say. Um, but I found you guys again and reconnected with Nick and was like, you know what? Let me, I'm not doing anything else. My car is just sitting. Let me drive up to Westchester and see what Matt and Nick are up to. And I think I came here at the end of July for like my first meet and greet. I don't mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And was pretty instantly sold on you guys and what you're about. Um, I, I think I instantly connected with the idea of like, let's get strong. Let's find balance and not just lose weight for weight loss sake, like that, that never resonated with me. And I think as, as a younger woman, that's something that's been pushed down my throat my entire life. Um, and not something I want to promote in my own life. So finding a place where that conversation was like, not really an option. It was just, no, we're here to get strong. You're here to learn about your body. And there's a lot of learning that goes on here. Um, how to move, why we do certain things, why you don't do other things that sounded a bit more up my alley. And so I was like, you know what, let's do it. And, um, then I was here. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so impressive. And like we let off this show with, with the results and the, the progress that you made. I hate saying the word results. You know, that's a sexy way of saying it. But <laughs> it's really, it's progress because it's it's a move in the journey of where, you're, where you are and where you want to go and where you want to be. And um, even sustaining those results is still just progress. So, um, but for you, Aaron, and I think there's a little gap we missed. And maybe, oh. maybe I'm wrong, but like that, just that, like, you know, the shutdown of, of the entire world with, with COVID. And then, I mean, a lot of time went by before we connected in oh, yeah. that time, in that time. So like what happened in that time that went on in your head mentally and maybe, and physically that mm-hmm. made you say, you know, it actually is time to take the step because you could have just gone right back to yoga. You could have just gone right back to the why. True. So what was it that, what was, what was it like for you? Um, well, I immediately started working from home in March, 2020 and I was, leaving the apartment maybe like twice a week, like if I was lucky. Um, so I think a part of it that I majorly missed and I I said this earlier too, was I didn't have community anymore. I didn't have a place where I felt like a part of something, everything. I think remote work is great for a multitude of reasons, but I think that immediate change was really hard for me to get used to. Um, being removed from everything that I had just built in the last year and a half and then saying, Nope, just kidding. You don't get to do this anymore. Um, having to stay home, I was looking to be a part of something, even if I, if I didn't know that that's what I wanted at the time. Um, and I think physically I, I was still trying to take my lunches and like do like 30 minutes of practice, but I wasn't as, um, engaged maybe. I think the, and this is probably something we'll touch on like as we talk, but what I've noticed in, in my movement experience, my movement career, I guess, um, nothing is linear. <laughs> and, and this was a, a low point for me, like this time, but this, when, um, quarantine started to right before I started here, like it was a low point in physical activity. It was a low point in eating. It was a low point in, in energy, in like my, my relationship. I was like, ugh. We have to be in the same room as each other for like hours and hours on end. What are we doing? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> kind of thing. This was probably recorded. Probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, anyway. No, so good. <laughs> love He's you. fine. He's yeah. still alive. Yeah. We're fine. We're good. Um, <laughs> you are in a relationship because you're amazing and you're, you've been snatched up. You've been, you're claimed. Um, so I get it. Uh, but, but yeah, it's a tough time. For it people. was tough. It was tough. And I, I think I felt like a culmination of everything just kind of caving in and w- at once everything just felt really heavy. Um, and so I don't know if I, I don't know if it was like, yeah, I want to join a gym. I think it was more of a, I want to be a part of something again. And I want to feel some sort of like human connection and I'm an introvert. So like that feels weird to say, but I think there's something that everyone can, um, benefit from when being a part of a community. And so I think it was like, well, I have an in with Nick and, by, you know, association Matt. So like, why not? Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. It was very tough. There was not a lot happening. There's a lot of, a lot of just sad nights eating cereal. <laughs> yeah. But and, but that's a true story and, a, and a, it's real. And I like that you share that because you're not the only one who did that. So someone who was a fitness person, right? You were in yoga, you went to India to study yoga and got your certification in yoga and you were practicing on a regular basis. And then bam, the pandemic hit and bam, life hit and everything else came, came to a screeching halt mm-hmm. and we had to figure everything else out while 
time so went by, yep. right? So even for me, uh, it was a struggle time. And eventually one of these days, one of these episodes will eventually get into my story about everything went, went, went down. And, but for now, the important part to note is that we're human and we have those moments of struggle. We have those moments of, uh, of darkness. We have those moments. And as an introvert speaking to another introvert, and that's a fun fact about me too, like I recharge being by myself. Yep. I can, I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love socializing. I really enjoy those things. I love connection. I love community. Mm-hmm. But, but when I've done all those things, it gets to a point where I need to recharge. I need my time. I need me time. So yep. I like just me. Mm-hmm. So I can relate. I understand. And your journey is unique. So let's continue now. So we met, we spoke, we mm-hmm. talked about those things. We talked about how we did. the important part is going to be moving well. So you can move often and getting stronger so that you're not in pain with your shoulder. Yep. And so you're not feeling the, the mental challenges that you're feeling with your body and, and what you thought. Everybody. So like, where were you after we met and when we first got started? Where were you mentally and physically when we were getting started in those first few months? I think you actually just said it. It was, it was a challenge. Like it was a mental, physical, sometimes emotional challenge. And a commute. Um, and you're commuting oh, and too. A commute, like yeah. your commute was how, how far of a commute is it? It's like 20, 25 minutes. At the time it was, it was like 20 cause there was no traffic, no traffic cause right? no one was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I struggled. Like I, I don't know. It was, it was, I know I had made the commitment. And I was going to stick to that because I, not like I felt like I had something to prove, but I was like, you know what, let's give it a couple months. Let's see. But like those first couple months are hard, like mm-hmm. to, uh, start something for the first time or to start something you haven't done in years. Like that is a, is hard on your body physically. You're using muscles that you are, don't even know exist. Um, you're having to train, re- rewire your brain to say like, no, this is something I, I, I know that is going to benefit me. It's like, you know, I don't, I shouldn't say this, but I don't eat lima beans, but say I would it. if I, if I, I know that they're good for me. So I know sometimes I should eat them. I you don't lima. eat lima beans? I hate lima beans. And you're a vegan? Yeah. A plant-based eater? Yeah. That's okay. We'll get into that I just, too. <laughs> I just really hate lima beans, but like. I do too. They're gross. I hate, they're gross, but I'll eat other vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> to just, I don't know where I was going with that. You do, sometimes you have to think about the long term. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was trying to get at. And I was like, okay, you know, just get through this workout. Just, just get through the next 10 minutes. Sometimes that's. I just need to watch that clock tick down and say like, okay, I've got five minutes left. Okay. I've got three minutes left. Okay. Only one more sled push and I'll be (laughs) through this. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was challenging. I don't think anything, uh, I hate to say happened or any, there were any results that I could physically see or feel necessarily. Especially in the first few months, especially in the first few months, like you, like more than just one or two. If like anyone three, says you're going to get results in four weeks, like get out of here. Yeah. You need to like, you, you need, need time. That. You absolutely need time. Um, and that's a wake up call for someone who wanted to be strong, who wanted to like, you know, there's a part of me that obviously wanted to lose like some weight and some body fat that I had put on that I wasn't used to being on my body. Um, and I wasn't able to do things that I used to be able to do too. I think that was the hardest part for me. I, used to run five K's and I used to like be, I don't know if I've ever been able to do a push up before I came here, but I've, I was do, doing things that I no longer had the physical ability to do. And that was the hardest part. And that didn't come immediately. Like I, 
the first probably f- what three to four months like it felt like forever mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we checked in in like november and we kind of reevaluated and you were like okay what have you been doing have you actually been increasing your weight and i was like uh no mm-hmm. you're like you should probably do that because we got to up the intensity and i was like oh yeah but this is where a coach comes in, right? Like someone who can check you and guide. Maybe guide is the better word. And keep you in check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guiding you along the journey, but keep you in check along that journey because we're humans and yep. challenges come up and mentally and physically mm-hmm. and emotionally, right? All those different things have happened for you and happened for all of us. Yep. And you, I remember this because you came in, we're ready to get started. You got started. And I don't want to say it was like pulling teeth, but, but <laughs> it, it was been. tough, right? Like those first few months were tough yeah. and you were like for lack of a better term, just like showing up and like kind of just going through the motions. Yeah. You were showing up, you were doing the exercises that we would prescribe for the day. Nothing little, nothing more, nothing less, just getting them done. Yep. Looking at the clock. All right, cool. I'm done. All right, I'm moving on. And you went on. Mm-hmm. And then when we had that final moment where you like, I think, I forget what exactly triggered it, but maybe you said something to me and I was like, let's just schedule a time meet up. Yeah. And we did. Mm-hmm. And we had a real talk. And there may have even been some tears at that time. Oh, yeah, probably. There's been a lot of tears but, on my but, end. But it's real. Right? My end, too. Like, definitely. I want to hear. But there was there were a few moments where I think there were, like, these, like, aha bursts in your head. You were like, oh. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I see what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. And you would then do it. And then you realize it. Yep. So what was one of those first times for you, if you can recall back any of those times? Maybe one of the first few times of anything, whether it's lifting, whether it's eating, whether it's a combination of both, whatever. The one that I'm thinking of that comes to mind was, I don't know if it was this first time or or maybe like a month or two later, but, um, so with all of my history, um, I am very paranoid about getting injured. And I think that that might have been subconsciously inhibiting me from progressing. Um, and so you took me out into the gym and lined up a bunch of kettlebells and was like okay you were like okay let's do a squat with like this 20 pound kettlebell okay good do the 26 do the 35 and then I kept going and was like I've never picked up a 44 I've never picked up a 53 Mm -hmm. and I did you know they weren't perfect by any means but I didn't get hurt and I think I needed that push that was like no 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 you you are capable you just have to for, I don't I hate to sound cliche, but you have to be brave mm-hmm. and just try, you know, you're the, maybe the reason I wasn't seeing progress was because I wasn't pushing myself, but I didn't quite know how, which is where you and Nick and leash and now Molly, you know, come into play is you can see it in me, but I didn't see it. Um, and so once you walked me through, just do five squats, like that's all I'm asking. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be beautiful. Just like you are physically capable and then I think that might've been the first like little light bulb I was like, oh yeah, I didn't break. My shoulder didn't fall off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still intact mm-hmm. and I'm not in pain, which is the biggest part. So, okay. Next time I come to the gym, when it says go heavier, I'm going to go heavier. I'm not going to break any records, but like, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the first one. That was a big one because that first one was the breakthrough moment for you to mm-hmm. then realize that you could push more. And when you started pushing more, all the other dots started connecting or exposing themselves so you could connect them. Yep. So then we started talking about nutrition. Yes, we did. Because so so what kind of yeah, as we kind of alluded oh. to earlier, what kind of uh, lifestyle do you follow with in terms of nutrition? Um, I follow a vegan lifestyle. 
So that includes like diet and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically for our purposes, diet. So I don't eat meat, dairy, or anything derived from animals, except sometimes honey. So I'm not, if you're a vegan, you're watching this, sorry. I eat honey <laughs> You're about sometimes. to get lit up in the comment section. I know, right? it's just going to blow, oh, whatever. That's you're okay, gonna, comment. You you're still, right. I'll, I'll protect you. You're good, you're good. You. I'll take See? care of you. She's great. She's a certified vegan. She's good. Certified She's cert. <laughs> Double check, check. We'll get a tattoo. Check, check. <laughs> but it's real. But it, but I think that's important for us to note because, um, especially here in fitness and in terms of people who are always trying to be healthier and improve their yeah. lifestyles, people have this direct correlation. They think, well, I'm unhealthy. Um, and the vegans who I know of in my life who swear by eating uh, plant-based meals are the healthiest people. So I'm just going to eat that way. And then people end up still not losing weight than they want to, oh, they, yeah. even though they make the shift. Very processed. And so even you eating foods that are plant-based foods mm-hmm. that are not animal products, that are not meats, that are not dairy, anything like that, you still got to a place in your life where you had gained some extra excess body fat and that you didn't like the way it felt and didn't carry it the way you wanted to carry it. Yep, exactly. And I, you know, it's sometimes that that's a hard realization to come to, but there are absolutely whatever. I I think this happens with all diets and I don't like using that word necessarily, but a way of eating, Mm -hmm. this can happen with any way of eating. Mm -hmm. Um, whether you follow like a keto or, or, you know, paleo or whatever, I don't know, even though the rest of them, but like Mm -hmm. you can always do something too much. Um, I don't know. That's That's a very generic way of saying it, but you can always overdo it without, if you're not being mindful. Um, and I think like when I was living in Atlanta and I was doing hot yoga four times a week and I was walking everywhere and carrying everything and like doing physically moving, like I would eat pasta like three times a week. I love pasta. That's my, that's my kryptonite. I love Mm -hmm. pasta. Um, but I carried that habit over into my nine to five desk job where I wasn't moving anymore. I didn't have that outlet and I didn't make the transition in myself. Um, and so I, I think that probably was part of it, like the lack of movement and then try, trying to eat the same that I was when I was moving more. And I didn't shift my, my habits, so my body shifted. Um, but with talking to you, and I think I, I probably said this, like, you know, I theoretically, well, if I just ate chicken and steamed broccoli, like, yeah, I would, the weight would come off. But that wasn't my reality. That's not my reality. And so I had to, we had to figure something else out. So you really pushed for me to start incorporating more protein, like actively incorporating protein. And I'd never really done that before. I knew that I needed protein, but I never thought about how much I was getting or what it could do for me. Um, in terms of just like satiating hunger, I, I, I didn't realize that that was a big part of it. Um, and so I think, I don't know, somewhere around April, I started <laughs> buying vegan protein powder and three times a week, every time I'd come to bent on better, had my little protein powder jug and first couple days were rough with that. Yeah. We got through it. Yeah. Still do it now. Still do it now. Yep. And it's been, it's been good. I'm not as hungry as when I leave anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get home and like gorge myself because I have that little like trick, if you will to kind of say like, no, 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 you're okay. You've got what you need. You don't need to go eat 
a box of pasta. Sometimes you do need to eat a box of pasta and, and there's nothing fine. wrong with that. Absolutely. There's but nothing wrong with that. I don't need to do it every day. You don't have to do it every day or every other day. But <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway for people who are listening, who are looking for that tip or that gem is what you kind of already said is that incorporating more protein into your diet was a big help for you. And so since being, you live more of a plant-based vegan lifestyle, although you can get great, great, mm-hmm. and then there's some really great options for protein sources in plant-based products and pairing them up and by themselves they are really great. You can get, you can get a, a lot of it. However, in terms of eating plant-based, you tend to have a higher calorie input if you have to eat the amount of quantity like rice and beans, for example. Right. Absolutely. Rice and beans work really well together because there's protein in both of those things. And so there's protein in each, but then when you bring them together, they make a complete protein based on their, their amino acid profiles. And then the problem is, is like how much rice and beans do you need you to eating? Eat if you eat a lot, lot of rice and beans right? to feel full. Right, to feel full and to get the enough protein that we want to have in terms of what we are trying to work on, which exactly. is the satiating part. Like make sure that you have a check marked satiety, that you're full. Yep. And also that you're fueling the training because the training is the key part here. And the other part that we overlook, everyone overlooks, is not only do you have to increase your protein intake, but you also increase your water intake. I did, yeah. Big amount, a big jump. Mm-hmm. And you were already good about water, but we made it great. And we always made sure that, uh, this is a nugget, write this down if you're listening in here. If you're driving, don't write it down. But if you're watching this, write it down for every, I'm going to try to simplify this. Uh, so protein takes seven times the amount of water to digest versus carbohydrates and fats. So we need a lot more water to take care of that protein intake mm-hmm. that you're having versus the carbohydrates and fats. So when you're supplementing protein or when you're adding in more protein into your diet in whatever way it might be, mm-hmm. you need to bump up your water intake. Yep regardless of whether you're in fitness or not. But if you're training in anything, whether you're yoga, whether you're strength training, which is, again, I'm biased. I think that's the top one that you should be doing, everyone should be doing. Um, but any other sort of fitness, anything else with a goal of weight loss or healthy weight management or mm-hmm. fat loss, you have to incorporate more protein, you have to have more water. And you there did you it. And you did it. And it was slow, right? It was a oh, slow, God, so slow journey. I remember there I were multiple you times. Too. Yeah, I you did. I fought you the whole freaking time. Every week we would check in and you'd be like, how are you doing? I'm like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it didn't suck. And okay. I don't know what that shift was, but it there just one week I came in and was like, you know what? This isn't terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. And I don't have to think as hard. Like you do absolutely have to think about it a lot if you're not used to um, mindfully eating and, and trying to like, especially if you have a certain goal of like my, like me with the protein if you have a certain goal and you're like really trying to meet it, like I had to work hard to get my however many grams of protein or, you know, per day. Um, that was a lot of effort for me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm mentally exhausted. This is terrible. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I don't know. It's been over half a year at this point since I've been trying to like incorporate this into my daily meals. And sometimes I do great. And sometimes I don't do great. It's life. It is life. Um, but it's not as hard anymore. Because I, I know what certain things are. I know about how much tofu I need per serving. And sometimes like, oh, I want a little more. Sometimes I want a little less. And I can make that decision confidently now. Because I understand what I need. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't really moved today. So maybe I don't have, you know, just rice and beans. Maybe I just have beans and veggies. But I'm making that decision consciously instead of just eating whatever is available and whatever I have time for. And it, it does take work. Like, let's not neglect that. It absolutely takes work, but I'm way more confident about my, uh, my abilities in myself now, which is crazy. 
it's awesome because I've seen the journey. I've watched it the whole way. And I think the biggest part here is that you highlighted it was, it's hard. It's, it's difficult learning a new skill or adapting a new lifestyle habit, no matter what, whether it's um, starting to, for some people who, some, if you can believe that some people don't floss every day which to me is like mind blowing. I was, but I was one of those people, right? I didn't floss in high school. I didn't even know floss existed actually. I didn't freaking know what floss existed. Uh, but if you talk to me now, I bet, I bet you, hold on, wait, I bet you right Do now you have I have- floss in your pocket? Hold on. No. No, I don't have one in my, no. Uh, I usually keep a flosser in my pocket oh just in case. God. I have them in the gym here for me. I've seen them. They're in the bathroom for me I've in the packet. <laughs> um, and then they're welcome, everyone can use them, but it's funny because no one uses them but me. So like when I have like one of my little go macro bars, oh I'll go gosh. grab a flosser and be like, take care of it. But so, but creating a new habit is, is hard. Absolutely. So if you're someone who didn't floss before and you know how important flossing is, starting to floss every day is like, oh, that's right. Oh, God, that's right. I got to get the floss out of the drawer. I got to pull it out. I got to measure. Oh, nick my finger on the little metal piece. You probably rip it off. And then you got to rip it in here. And then it breaks in your teeth. Like it's, there are a lot of complications that come up with it and a lot of things that can get in the way. And sure, you could just neglect it and not keep flossing. But now... It's a routine. I started in college and I have never, I don't think I've ever missed a night like wow. since in my entire adult life of flossing because it's so important to me to do it, but also because I, because I made it a habit. So with you, with eating now, those first few weeks, maybe even the first month or so, oh, that yeah. was tough. It was absolutely tough. It was tough, but you were consistent. And that's the big takeaway. It's yeah. consistency will always win over intensity every time. So you could have like just crammed a bunch of protein in your mouth and then just went for it and, and hoped that it would have taken you a long way. It wouldn't have worked too well. No, probably not. So intensity in that case wouldn't have worked, but consistency did. And so for you, mm-hmm. it's the biggest thing is that you were consistent over time and it sucked in the journey and there was been hiccups and ups and downs, but consistency won. And that's why you have a successful journey. That's why you have had a successful progressive journey. Yeah. And it's so great. And we're so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. You should be proud of you. I am starting to be proud of me. Yeah, you I am. Should be. I think it's it's been, you know, nutrition, strength, just movement and, and quality of, of life. Um, all of that rolls into one, and it's been a very sometimes tedious, but a very rewarding journey because I have, you know, I like I said, I have confidence in myself now that I can make those decisions. And I don't, I don't freak out anymore. If like my mom goes out of her way to make vegan cookies around the holidays and I'm like, oh no, I can just have one. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to have six because they're fantastic because I know that that's okay. And learning that I'm capable of, of associating, um, of evaluating that for myself instead of like worrying about what someone on Instagram is doing or, you know, whatever it is today, it's Instagram tomorrow. It's something else, but I have the confidence and I feel like I have the tools because of, because of you guys, because of this place that, um, I didn't have before. And it's made me like a better person and a more whole person not just in the gym, absolutely in the gym for sure. I lift stuff now that I would never have dreamed I could do, which is super cool. And like, you get that like lifting high, if that's a thing. Like, yeah, one more. Oh yeah, it is. Give me more. <laughs> um, and you just pound protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not one of those. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's become part of who I am. 
which is kind of cool. Super cool. Super cool. Super cool. So I'm going to do a little commercial. Okay. And in that time, I want you to think about what you would say to a person, maybe in similar shoes as you. Maybe they've been out of school for a little while. They are in a job that they're liking, maybe not liking, but life has gotten in the way. And mm -hmm. they've followed a routine to the point where they've gotten uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're not happy with things. Maybe they're in pain. Uh, maybe they're dealing with things that... Um, that they used to do and they're still doing it, but it's making them not any better. Like, like from your case, right? Yoga wasn't helping the shoulder and mm -hmm. it wasn't improving your life and wasn't helping you get to where you need to be. So what would, I want you to think about what you say to that person. And I need it to be a, I need, I want it to be like just a powerful, big, beautiful, long statement to someone. To, this is the one chance you have to speak to this one person. Okay. So it's gotta be everything you've got to this one person. Okay. God, no All right. Pressure. In the meantime, if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, welcome back. If you're just now joining us, uh, whatever, welcome. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, make sure you leave a comment in the comment section below. Talk to us about what journeys you're going through. Maybe talk to us about uh, what plant-based foods are your favorite. Uh, if you love honey or not, uh, <laughs> let me know. Um, and then, of course, hit the thumbs up on this video and click the subscribe button while you're here. If you're listening on any social media platforms or any other podcasting platforms, please make sure you hit the subscribe and uh, give us a give us a five star rating because like why not? Because they deserve it. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I that's said why. so. That's great because Aaron said so. That's so good. Uh, so with that, um, Aaron, what would you say to that person uh, if you had one chance to to change their life? What would you say? Gosh, um, I'm actually thinking about my younger self. What would I want to say? to my younger self, whether that's five years ago or 10 years ago, what would someone need to hear? Knowing what you know now and knowing where you've been and knowing what you've accomplished yeah. and how far you've come and what you've overcome, what would you say? Probably a combination of what you said earlier, but I, I would think I would say it's not easy, but it gets better. Um, your journey is not never going to be what you expect, but that's okay. And your willingness to embrace that journey with whatever it life hits you with, um, speaks volumes about you as a person and what you're capable of. And when you listen to that, it, whether you call it intuition or, or guidance from somewhere else, um, whatever you, we, we would refer to it as, um, I think you will surprise yourself. So life is going to throw stuff at you that maybe you're not expecting. Maybe you don't think you're ready for. It's not linear. Um, but you can find it within yourself to make a change. I think that's what I got. That's beautiful. That was so good. Couldn't end on a better note than that, Aaron. Oh, that was awesome. Well, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for hanging out with us today on the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. And remember to click the subscribe button um, and send me an email. Email me. Go over to bentonbetter.com and, um, and email me. You can fill out a form if you want some more information about what we do here because, I mean, look, I got to pay the bills. So fill out the form. You don't want to miss out on what we have going on in the upcoming months and years to come here at Bent on Better. But for now, we're signing off. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.